As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, so. I ain't feel like Ooh, doing that. Oh, fuck like them that. up. <laughs> Hi, queen. <laughs> Hi, queen. Hey, girl. How is everything? How everything is everything. And what will be, will be. I know that's motherfucking right. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. What's going well, on with you, queen? You guys are on a journey with me. I want to say thank you. First <laughs> of all, I want to say thank you for everybody that comments on my unraveling and spiraling and supports me. <laughs> For real, I read everything. I appreciate it. Where do they it. comment? On Patreon. Oh. Uh, where else they be commenting? Mostly Patreon. I appreciate it. <clears throat> and I want to continue sharing my <laughs> musings and my unraveling. So my next trick. Uh, my next trick. <laughs> that's a good one. My next trick is getting a job at the airport. <laughs> so, I know I'm in full support of whatever you want to do, but like you are so random sometimes. Listen, y'all. <laughs> I told you that I wanted a mundane job, meaning like I just go in, I know the protocol, I show up, I be my best self. I love a job that's in the public. My prior my 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 life before Sable was as a server but I don't want to work I don't want to be on my feet I don't like the hours but I love people mm. and I really want to put my hair in a bun put two small studs in my ears oh red lipstick a suit skirt flat little Amish Hasidic Jewish woman shoes <laughs> Oh my God, we're never ready to cancel. And say hi, you know, t- riz these niggas, riz Ooh. everybody. Where are you going? I want to go. Also, I want the perks of it. And I don't want to be a, um, I refuse to be a, what's the person? I don't want to be on the plane. What's that called? A stewardess. stewardess. Absolutely no, not. I don't think they say that. 
A flight attendant. Flight Stewardess attendant. is not right anymore. I, I apologize. I don't want to be a flight attendant. I want to just be the representative. I want to be the person. You want to be that, behind the desk. Yeah. That's takes, what Marita I did. I don't even want to be the person to be like, your flight is now boarding. We're now. I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person at the bottom before you get to the gates. I want to be you the first. You want to be at the, red, the ticket place yeah. where you weigh in the bags. Yeah. Checking. If anybody has a hookup, <laughs> I will do such a good job. Why do I you want to be, be a that wonderful shopping? customer service representative? I just want part time. I want to go in because I want the perks. I want to be able to travel. I want to take JoJo to travel. I want. It just you get benefits. You get health. You know, you get insurance and shit. Part time. Yeah. Not normally. American Airlines. I don't know about Delta. I want the best one, and I think it's American Airlines. Delta Ooh. be like, you got to work for us for 50, 11 years, and I, I just, I just need a little pause. So, <clears throat> I'm giving myself some permission to do something different. Okay. Give myself some space, right? I feel like the autopilot. If that doesn't work, then I really will be a nanny for a little bit because I love kids. It's nothing but space with them. You can. Do what you want to do. Put them kids in my car. We going to a coffee shop. We going someplace. I I really will. So if you see me be pushing around some white ginger kid in Rittenhouse Park, you oh just give God. me a fist and a nod and a keep going, girl. I see you. And don't think my life is falling apart. But it's actually all coming together. But these are my musings, y'all. And if the community can help me in any of these ways. I would really appreciate it. I just need a little bit of pause. Sable's not ending, but I am pulling back just a little bit um, so that I can I can refocus some things, okay? Also, I um I met up with some friends that I haven't talked to in a while. Always have some really just wonderful conversations with them. And um they brought up colorism in your friendships. And which really makes me think. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I want everybody to do an audit of their, their friends. Do you have very, 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 very light-skinned friends? Do you have very dark-skinned friends? Are you lacking either of them? In your close friend network, is it show up in your interactions with them? Are you in entangled in um in conditioning that you're not even aware of? And maybe if you just put the the lens of colorism on it, it could help you to understand yourself, them, their point of view. Your insecurities, their insecurities, your entitlement, their entitlement. I don't know. Uh, but I just wanted to offer that to people as well. Um, I think I have some audits for myself as well to do. But yep, that's it, girl. That's it, girl. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like talking about my stuff, really, but... My job is trying to get me. They trying to get me to buy in, y'all. They trying what does to that get. Mean? They trying to get me to buy into this place. They trying to like woo drink the me. Juice? Drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, girl. 
Yeah, they girl. got me drinking it. My head of HR, they got me winning awards, and I went out with the president of the company. They, the, if they're gonna give you a raise, what's the deal? Child, they ain't off of that. They just spend a billion dollars on dinner. But it was such a lovely evening. I can't even lie. It was very intimate. It was like four or five of us at the table. And he's very generous with his attention and time and very curious individual told us a very colorful story about, I won't repeat it here, about how he proposed to his wife and found out that he wanted to be with her and <laughs> it was a mess. I said, "Woo!" I kept saying tricky, <laughs> but he at the end of the evening was like, I just didn't know anything about you and I'm just so grateful to know you because I was really... I was shocked by the stuff that I was putting down at the table, but they trying to get me to buy in. They got me doing all kinds of black history activations. They got me. Girl, you're going to have on the white Nikes and drinking the Kool-Aid. Girl, they got me being like, Najee Rumba, Najee Rumba, Najee Rumba. <laughs> um, but shout out. It's, it's interesting. I see them investing in me and, tr- and they keep asking me where, where I see myself in the company. And don't, I'm like, mm-hmm, you gonna fuck it. What's the call them? What? I really don't mean to tell you this, but <laughs> <laughs> gotta it. be alone. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I'm gonna say that to you? About no, you, gonna, you might say it to me or you might say it to them. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Nah, I told him, I was like, mm, yeah. What's, um, that, what's that nigga name? Uh, Donnell Carl, Jones. Donnell Jones. You're gonna Donald Jones. Not. Is that Donald Jones? Look it up. Because somebody going to write like, excuse me. It's going to be Monty. <laughs> it's going to be Monty. Actually, that was the release of 1996's debut album. What, what's crazy is we want Monty to come on the pod, y'all. y'all. We want him to guest host on a Monday and just be a host with us and talk talk really? his shit on the topics. He was like, uh, we'll see. That's basically what he said. <laughs> no, he, yes, he did. He said, I did. He said, I got to be ready. He ain't see that. He, yeah. I'm like, boy, if you don't bring yourself on here, the people... The people love you, Mati. Don't play. It um, is Donnell. It's Donnell, right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicago's finest. My other update is just I've been having such lovely mornings, afternoons, oh. and evenings. Well, nigga, just say a day. You've been having lovely days. I've just been having a lovely days over here. So. Lovely day. Lovely day. <sighs> That's lovely all y'all going to get from me. Just a lo- you, just lovely I just day. want you to know that that was a terrible job. I I, I just let you know. I just, <laughs> you because the I, way you think you're gonna do something and you no, not. I'm finna do is it. That's all you get. I put it out there. That's it. Because <laughs> y'all you? think that I'm not gonna do it. I'm I'm not telling. No one has no business. idea what you're talking about. And, and that's exactly it. You know, I do, and you are <laughs> terrible. That I just want you to know that that was. <laughs> Y'all going y'all the y'all might hear me. Y'all might go hear me be a little more chipper <laughs> for a little while. Hopefully Girl. for a long while. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me it's why. It's gonna be a Just, week. A week of what? Of you thinking you doing what you think you doing, <laughs> but me not you're not my gonna do. Yeah, like I'm not the tell- way you gonna crack. The way I'm protecting under pressure my happiness by any and all means necessary over here. I nah, this ain't content. Watch me work. I support it 110%. Watch me fucking work. It's just going to be hard launch of... Go ahead, Beyonce. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to you. You know who you are. But <laughs> moving right along <laughs> to... job in itself. 
the least <laughs> covert thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, y'all get ready for Shanti's Valentine's Day extravaganza. It might not happen on Valentine's Day, but we're gonna figure out a date once we get off this call. To me taking one for the team. Excuse me. Mm-mm. Not me taking one for the team. Y'all you better come take- correct too. Like y'all, whoever answered that had, y'all better not be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Oh, my God. Y'all, Did you just say what I think you had I just want said? Phillies, New York's, DC's, Atlanta's, Maryland. Washington, Maryland. I don't even want Atlanta. That's too far. I want Philly, New York. You ain't Delaware, even say New Jersey. Tri state area. Oh, oh. I apologize. Damn. Mm. My conditioning is conditioned. I apologize. I understand my error. And Monty, take that out. Matter of fact, and I ain't say re- take out that I said that. <laughs> you need to leave it in. No, take that, that out, Monty. Figure it out. It's so dumb. <laughs> so figure out because it's not going to be easy for him to cut. So go back to the tri-state area thing. And- I want. The a tri-state area to make it plain and simple for all of y'all, okay? You want to limit the the people though. This what if it's what if the right, love I, your I life might is- do a long distance relationship. If he in, I love a California accent, I do. I actually loved it. Come here, girl. You I need a bay. You need a, somebody yeah. from the bay. I love somebody from the bay. The way they or talk. Oakland. Yeah, I love that. Let me talk to somebody from the bay. Go get some sun. Just so y'all know, Shanti not looking for an artsy boy this time. She looking yes, for. Yes, I can't escape them. No, that's not what you had told me. Well, you looking I for love a them. hood dude for no. a little while? That's what it's you told not... me. Why? That's what you said. Don't <laughs> lie, because I'll pull it up now. You said, I'm, I honestly, I'm sick of this shit. I'm looking for a hood dude who's going to tell me what to do a little bit. Oh that's what my you told God. me. You don't remember saying that, girl? Yeah, but I didn't want you to tell nobody that. Oh, for real? No. <laughs> That why that's a Monty, great take thing. that out too. No, don't take that out. <laughs> you better tell the people what you I want. want whoever wants me. No, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> no, you I don't. I want to be loved the way that I want to be loved, which is a little bit sometimes and then not sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick, yo. It's hard and soft. It's confusing over here. No. It's giving Gemini. It's giving Sagittarius Aquarius. I feel sorry for whoever (laughs) comes hither. All I want to say is earth signs. You like an earth sign? No, I don't think we could actually do it. I love y'all. I need you in my life. You are getting rid of so many people. Stop. Are they getting an insight into who? Is it only men? Yes, Antoinette, my queerness. I am. I need to make sure. I am not exploring my queerness enough to invite any type of queer. Baiting Have you told people that confusion. you feel that you're queer yet? Where? My first sexual experiences were with a young girl, so I'm queer a little bit too. Then I think <laughs> I look at women and I want to see them naked, not to have sex with them. I just want to see the colors of their areolas. God. Does that make me queer? I'm clipping this. So. <laughs> no, I don't want that Absolutely. said publicly. This is well, <laughs> it's having issues commu- communicating anyway. Let's see it. All right. Well, 
Does it though? That's a real question, internet. Does it make you queer? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I get to determine that as nor can I? I mean, it is I, me. I was queer. I mean, you are queer. I am queer. Am I? I don't yes, know. You are. I don't know the definition enough. All I know is that that woman was an amazing. I mean, I tr- truly we play around, but I I actually don't know because I'm I'm not I don't consider myself a part of the LGBTQIA community because I. I dated a woman once. I don't know if that qualifies me. I'd be more than happy to be qualified, honey. It ain't no shame over here. I think it's a spectrum, right? Like it, you don't. Yeah, have to be I actively. think. But everybody's sexuality is a little bit of a spectrum. I was out with a man, um, at from work. He was at the table, and he was a big sports fan, and he is a Philly sports fan, and we bond over that. And he mentioned Tyrese Maxey, who I love. He has so much joy when he plays basketball. And the man who's married with a child was like, I would just want to date him. And I love, I, I like perked up and he's like, he's just so enjoyable. I just want to like date, the, date the young man. And I just thought, I love that. That's where we're at where, you know, we could just say that. I don't know what that qualifies him. I know we like our boxes and shit, but whatever. It don't matter. You want to see nipples, girl? See your nipples. Enjoy them. To but to go back, yes, the qua- candidates, <clears throat> I do not want, and until I figure this out, I do not want to. Um, All right. You want, queer we bait, want folks who like identify men. as men. Fine. Mm-hmm. That only live in the tri-state area. That no, they could be from they could be on for the West Coast because I said I like them from Oakland, California. Okay, y'all y'all hear it? You're not gonna get none of that. But just join <laughs> <laughs> if you are. I'm going to vet y'all, and if I think that it's a good idea, I actually have some people in the DM that I know like you in my DM. They're listeners that I might be like, hey, you know, we're doing this, but I need those pictures but of you. But not people that are partnered. I don't want partnered people. Don't be tricky up in here because I ain't got time Wasn't for that. Wasn't there somebody who was partnered unless on they the thing were, with me? Unless your girl knows or your partner knows. Don't don't get me all caught up with stuff that I so, am inexperienced so. and can't handle. Um. All right. Well, that'd be one of the questions. Is there anybody who thinks they're in a relationship with you? Moving right along, we've got voicemails. I don't think I've done that in a long time. It's I my just favorite thing. a little bit. So I'm going to play voicemail. And it's going to work perfectly. Oh, yes, it will. Hallelujah. And Shanti's going to write the time down. Hey, y'all. I, I love y'all a lot. Like, this episode, we're 13 years in and still married. It's. I'm literally doing or talking about this section in my life and in my therapy. And it's so crazy that you would even break this down like this because I've been struggling to figure out what is the tension, what is the things that I need to reconcile. And it just dawned on me right now. And I'm, this is my second time playing it back so that I could really get it. I wrote, I wrote down your whole prompt that you're, that you're asking each other. And I was confused because I'm like, dang, well, I'm somebody that 
came out of childhood, and I feel like I need the connection, the protection, the intimacy, but I think the symptoms of a previous relationship has me wanting space, freedom, and individuality. So I think that is what needs to be reconciled between. And I just said that out loud to myself. I didn't have to call and say that, but it's just a simple fact that y'all get on here and you create this stuff, you be pulling it out, and then here I go, I listen. And I can relate one million, one thousand percent, and it just, I said I was going to quit calling y'all like this, but you do so much good work. I appreciate y'all so much, and this was so good. Now I'm about to have a whole journal prompt off this. Like, I'm so glad you're back. All right. Happy 2024. Thank you. You, 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 you. I love that. I do. That was a good one. And I, I love the, I, that busted me open in some ways. I was like, wait, hold on. What? I love the fact that she said um, that she feels that she's a certain way due to childhood, but for, but as a result of a relationship, previous relationship, it's shifted into mm-hmm. this other thing because mm-hmm. you're never one thing your whole life, right? Mm-mm. And so it's that constant observant, like, excuse me, observance, reflection. Mm, tricky but thank you for calling <laughs> observers catch me in a co- chokehold too I'm is like, that say, right I'm like, is that a word mm, i'm not sure all right next up hi my name is ariel i am a long time listener a long time lover of youtube um never called in before but i just wanted to absolutely give my input on you all's discussion for um young ladies get in their cycle early. Um, I'm definitely one of the people who, I have my cycle, I probably was in the fourth grade, fourth or fifth, and honestly, I got mine, honestly, a little bit late compared to my other friends, like, Shazi, we were all comparing, like, when you going to get yours, when you going to get yours, um, and also, I developed um, I breast early as well. Um, I'm a little bit smaller frame, but just genetically, most women in my family have larger breasts. And so I absolutely remember um, the first part of it all is just like searching for a bathing suit and searching for two pieces or even one piece that's just like fitting my body, fitting everything in there and it being appropriate. I remember like just the looks of my mom trying not to be, I guess, judgmental, but she's, oh, we have conversations about how she handled that, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it it was definitely rough growing up, developing early, um, getting your cycle early, as well as just trying to find age-appropriate clothing, being mm-hmm. fully developed breasts. I have a double D now, but... Back then, of course, being in the fifth grade and trying to find bathing suits, I just, that is the main thing I remember being such, even even now, I kind of get a little triggered. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, bathing suit tops fit now. I don't have to worry about that, but I still remember, like, just that being a huge issue when it comes to finding fitting clothing for me. And even just, like, being around my friends and swimming and making sure nothing is, you know, out inappropriate is absolutely made a huge impact on like development and things like that as a child so great conversation i appreciate you all that is so important i forgot about that so many people contacted me around Mm -hmm. that and like 
mothers experiencing it with their children in this moment, like listening to that episode and then seeing their daughter developing breasts at a very young age and being like, yo, what the, what? Mm. I didn't, I didn't know. What was um, some of the like responses or advice or insight? Just being taken aback, just trying to figure out how to now navigate this, just feeling, um, rushed or at a loss for like the tools. Mm. Um, yeah, I I feel like some people want to even reverse it. Like, is there a way to like reverse this from happening or or feeling responsibility? What did I do wrong? What's going on? I don't know. Um, but I think the the information that people shared on the Instagram around their experiences as teachers and educators yeah. of dealing with kids that. The, the, ind the indicators for abuse or for like stress, trauma, stress was early set acne, you know, their body orders just going off, like all these signals of the body being like, I'm stressed out. Something ain't right. Yeah. That we're experiencing in particular sexual abuse. I was just like, wow, that, what a miraculous machine. Like the body keeps score. Mm. We got to talk about that book. That's another one that we need to. Um, I know I have but, that. Whew. Thank you for that call. And you laid that up perfectly because I think this next call is from an educator. From Philly, actually. I hope I'm doing this right. Um, but I'm listening to your episode right now. <clears throat> um, wow. All right. Anyways, my name is Marquise. I'm a Philly educator here. And you were talking around the idea of like restorative justice and transformative justice, essentially. And I was like super fascinated because the practice I try to use as a teacher, especially teaching young boys and young um, people overall. And it's just a practice where you have to just ask the question why a couple of times. And when you put that into practice, it's a little bit difficult because students are not used to restoration looking like that or their idea of what discipline should be because now you are putting a little bit more of the emotional lift into their hands but you're also giving them options that feel healthier and productive so it allows them the space to one interrogate their feelings and figure out like well why am i acting like this am i hungry do i need a walk do I, am i not confident in myself is that why i'm reacting the way that i am and so sometimes the harm that is done you're able to kind of navigate to why it was done, but then you then go into a restorative conference essentially and figure out like what happened, can you explain yourself? And then the person who was harmed is also able to, when they are ready to also be in a space with you to say like, this is what I would like to see. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's as simple as an apology. Um, sometimes a logical consequence does turn into some form of community service. It really just depends on what that process looks like. And so to be able to model that on a larger platform which isn't as interpersonal but more structural would be leaning into transformative justice which requires us to pull at the roots and by us pulling at the root that means we have to take a little bit more time to be creative with the solutions that we are having so oftentimes we look at transformative justice with prisons and abolition right and so when we're looking at transformative justice I think the best way to go about it is understanding what was the root of why the crime was committed mm. I stole because I was hungry and because I was hungry, there's no, there, I live in a food desert. 
So then that puts mm-hmm. the lift on a community or the political accountability as well yeah. that goes into it of mm-hmm. ensuring that resources are poured into community the right way. Um, and so that's how putting it into practice, it requires a larger community. It requires us to shift the culture of how we look at discipline and punity and really start looking at it from restoration. And so that was a lot. I'm long-winded. Take what you get from it. But these are things I think around of, like, take this idea and what does it mean to put into practice. It tends to ask the question why a lot of times. It also requires everybody to be very honest and prepared to engage in a discomfort zone of let me not be punitive, but let me find a way to be a lot more productive so this way it's a preventative measure rather than. And he got cut off. That Damn. is beautiful. I would love to have a whole conversation. About yeah. This. I'm Thank trying to that. figure out if this is the gentleman that I, we follow on Instagram. And I believe if it is, I feel like he has a podcast. Um, and he's in Philly. And I thought that he was an educator. If that's you, can you tweet us? Because I, I actually would like to be in conversation yeah, this is so with important. him. <clears throat> this um, is you. super important for all of us to kind of have these tools um, mm-hmm. to turn to in our, because it's, again, it's, it's ingrained in us, this punitive um, yeah. solutions that we always turn to. Mm-hmm. And I love that radical is grasping at the root. Yeah. I have uh, one more thing before we take a break and head into our main topic. It's Black History Month, good people. And we are going to honor Black History Month. This is a little uh, pivot by highlighting an important person every every, uh, episode uh, for this month. And we brought her up because Tim Scott actually brought her up. And I had great offense to it. And I feel very close and strongly about Miss Fannie Lou Hamer. Growing up in Philadelphia, I had the honor and privilege to be a part of what was once a part of the Children's Defense Fund, but was then turned into Philadelphia Freedom Schools. And I was a Fannie Lou Hamer trainer for the Philadelphia Freedom Schools. They were Ella Joe Baker trainers who were college level. And I was a Fannie Lou Hamer high school trainer. And so family Hamer is near and dear to my heart. We, we took that very seriously, which is probably why I'm all vote, 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 vote. Um, mm. but I want to talk mm. about who Fannie Lou Hamer was. Okay. So Fannie Lou Hamer was born in 1917 and she left us in 1977. She was born into a Mississippi sharecropping family where she spent much of her early life in the cotton fields. Um, she, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but basically her early life was was a bit tumultuous. She was the youngest of 20 children. That was two zero, I had just said. Two parents who were sharecroppers. Um, and she started working in the fields when she was only six years old. Uh, around the age of 12, she dropped out of school in order to work full-time to help out her family. Um, she continued to work as a sharecropper after her marriage. 
1944, and she was unable to have children of her own while undergoing surgery, from undergoing surgery to remove a tumor, and she was giving a hysterectomy without her consent. Shut the hell up. So, one summer in 1962, um, Fannie Lou Hamer made a life-changing decision to attend a local meeting held by Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, also known as SNCC. Um, And this coordinating committee was a committee that encouraged African-Americans to register to vote. On August 31st, 1962, she traveled with 17 others to the county courthouse to accomplish this goal. They encountered severe opposition from local and state enforcement along the way. And only Ham, uh, Fannie Lou Hammer and one other person were allowed to fill out an application. So I should tell you something about how she ain't play. Um, this came at a very high price for her. Uh, she was actually fired from her job and mm. driven from the plantation. She called home for nearly two decades just for registering to vote. And she was quoted in the New York Times by saying, they kicked me off the plantation and they set me free. It's the best thing that could have happened. Now I can work for my people. This was when she joined the civil rights movement. She became a leading voice in the movement and a community organizer for SNCC in 1962. And she dedicated her the rest of her life to the fight for civil rights. She spearheaded voter registration drives and relief efforts, but her involvement in the civil rights movement often left her in harm's way. She was threatened, arrested, beaten, and shot at during her time as a civil rights leader. Um, In a Mississippi jail, she received permanent kidney damage from a beating from police officers. Mm -mm. She helped found the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, known as the MFDP, Established in opposition to her state's all-white delegation that year's, um, to that year's Democratic convention. And then she announced her bid for Congress. Like a badass. Although she lost the Democratic primary, she brought the civil rights struggle in Mississippi to the intention of the entire nation during a televised session at the convention. Um, that's you often where she's quoted, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, she died from breast cancer. Uh, she was, she was diagnosed in 1976 and during her struggle with breast cancer, she continued to fight, um, and for civil rights and she's laid to rest at the Bayou in Mississippi. Um, and uh, during her eulogy, uh, someone, Andrew Young, who was then the U.S. delegate to the United Nations, he delivered her eulogy, and he said, none of us would be where we are today had she not been here then. And uh, yeah, her most famous quote is, again, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that is engraved on her tombstone it to this is. day. Mm-hmm. Wow. So big shout out to Miss Fannie Lou Hamer. She is a powerhouse. She's also a Libra. Yeah. Also um, a Libra. mm -hmm. Justice. Fighting for equality Uh justice. You know I love me some Fannie Lou Hamer. And this comes from, um, I should cite the source. This is biography.com. So powerhouse lady, 
it should make a little more sense to you as to why I am the way I am. <laughs> so let's take a break. And my girlfriend is going to sing to y'all real quick. After these messages, we'll be right back. Move. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, and we are back for our topic of the week. <laughs> It's just okay. random, like it just comes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this all came from um, this all actually came from our live conversation mm. with Joel, and I found myself during that conversation feeling um a little irritated oh no and a little frustrated with myself really mm -hmm. i think um i think i felt and i still feel so that's this what i'm sitting with um, a level and a, <clears throat> I can't even separate this from a wonderful question that one of the um, attendees asked as well um, but I keep feeling like it's not enough these conversations aren't enough I feel a sense of um shame isn't the word something's not sitting right with me about the ways in which we have these conversations about liberation community yet in my own personal life I feel so um numb mm. And I've been sitting with this numbness and I've been trying to um, deal with it in a tender way, but I feel like my response to these conversations and people that feel so activated by it and um, it's, it's just a projection. It's not a type, it's not a judgment on anyone or us or people that were participating in that, that space. I think it's my own numbness and my own feeling of the, none of this matters mm -hmm. in the ways that we think it does because there's nothing, because the world is still spinning and there's still these great injustices 
and you know, um, I'm still going to go on Thursday and get my nails done. And, um, I, I, I don't feel the things that I should be feeling even when we're talking about these things, like in theory, it makes sense, but I can't ignore this nothingness that I feel as well. Hmm. And so I have been trying to find the language for it. And the closest thing that comes up for me is, and I've said it before on the podcast, um, but it's cognitive dissidence, right? And the, the definition of cognitive dissidence by science, the scientific definition, is a state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes especially relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So there's this awareness in me of like, we're saying this one thing, but we're doing another. And in our last episode, when we, it was just every single topic that we touched on from pop culture to politics was this space of like us seeing and witnessing politicians, pop culture icons saying this one thing, but blatantly doing another. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, what, how is this coming up for me personally? Or how can I, how, I was trying to connect this cognitive dissonance with this own numbness that I've been feeling. And so I, I, I turned to Gaber Mate. Who's that? I think Gaber Mate is an incredible, incredible expert on addiction, trauma, and self-improvement. He has YouTube video after YouTube video about this conversation. And he, he really, um, is is a um an uh, is, is ringing an alarm about the ways in which we are really becoming disconnected from ourselves. Hmm. And I'm going to get to the root of this. I'm getting there y'all. We Follow see, me please. We going. But he's saying what he says is that um the 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 this numbness or this disassociation, right? Because cognitive dissonance and disassociation and numbness, they're all in the same cake. They're all the same um, source. And he's saying a lot of this is, become, is because in essence, at a very biological level, we are disconnected from our gut feelings. And so here's a quote that he has. Our capacity to pay attention and to learn have a lot to do with our happenings internally on the visceral and emotional level and what our gut feelings are telling us. And so in a society where people are less and less connected to their gut feelings, there's less and less engagement with the realities of the external world. Even though we're externally focused, we're externally focused in a less efficient manner because of that disconnect. In other words, there's something about gov-level cognition that is absolutely valid and we ignore it at our peril. 
But there's a function of living in a society that actually cuts us off from our gut. But that's a function, excuse me, of living in a society that actually cuts us off from our gut feelings. So there's something internal that knows that is much stronger than what intellect is telling us. And in any contest between the internal knowledge and the intellectual knowledge, 99% of the time, that internal knowing will be accurate and that intellectual rationalization will be inaccurate. Wait, in any contest between the internal knowledge and the intellectual knowledge, internal knowledge and intellectual, okay. Right. So the biological gut Mm -hmm. feeling of like, I walk into this room, this person isn't safe. Boom. Like, Mm -hmm. bam. It's there. 99% right. Right. Versus us being like, oh, this person is just, you know, minding his business or whatever the, the case may be. And so he's saying in this, in this society, we have been trained to cut off our gut feelings. We've been trained to be like, oh, this person is saying this one thing, but doing another thing. And we just kind of have to accept it. We just kind of have to eat that up. More, most importantly, accept it. Most importantly, not name it. Most importantly, ignore the extreme discomfort that it causes in us. Thus, that is the... Mm way we are led to be disassociated and numb you understand do you do you feel that yeah i it's it okay go ahead keep let's go we're on a journey together i guess i my i question because so i feel like so much of maybe it's not but so much of my internal knowledge maybe not even my but our internal knowledge is conditioned and so talk about that. I don't do know if I that? always want to trust my first gut instinct if I haven't done the intellectual work to undo. You know like that it makes me think about let me finish my statement to undo the conditioning because it's it's if I walk into a room and I see or someone not me but someone walks into the room and they see a black man with a hoodie on and a whatever this person isn't safe. Or if you walk into the train and you see an unhoused person, oh, this person isn't safe. It's like, is that really the case? Like, how do you differentiate your biases, biases rather, from your gut true instinct? I think, I think, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I'm not in deep relationship within my with my gut feelings. Mm. But I think if we were in practice of that, we would be able okay. to differentiate differentiate that. If we were in practice and we were taught and we weren't cut off in such an early age by parents by society that would be something that would be easy for us um to navigate. And so I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your relationship with your gut feelings. And we've talked about it before. We've talked about intuition. Um, But I, 
I wonder the if you're wonder. even aware. If we we we, I, I wonder the consequence. I'm gonna go back to the to the bigger picture. It to me, it can't. We can't possibly be in deep relationship with our gut feelings as individuals if this if this society, even more so than ever, at least in my awareness of it, is so so utterly topsy-turvy it's so obvious the cognitive dissidence it's almost we it's absurd it's almost laughable it's it's scary how backwards and people are saying one thing but it you're not actually following or you can't actually believe in this thing that you're representing in our politics is that cognitive dissidence though dissonance or is that yeah. just your flat out manipulating and lying? Cog- I feel like cognitive dissonance is, and I'm I'm asking, is more so you're actually truly confused. These people are not confused. They're making a choice, in my opinion. Well, I think you you brought up the point point of like Palestine and Israel. Okay, right. We're bringing uh-huh. up the point of the this Roe versus Wade. The fact that in the last episode. There are actually more rapes. There's more harm that's coming from this belief that you hold that obviously is harmful. It, mm-hmm. It's it's destructive. Mm-hmm. It it is not in alignment with your religious um, ideology. Ideology. Yeah. You're in complete betrayal of it and it's obvious but people and all of us are like just seeing this in real time and being like we just accept it or we're just like ignoring it i'm i guess my question is what is the consequence of this magnified we're seeing it play out in society in such a big way that it makes it makes people feel hopeless it makes people not care it makes people feel numb in a way I guess I, I'll speak for myself when I see that play out and I think this has a lot to do with my politics of being like you don't see this obvious double speak that mm. these people are saying and then I I shut down I go numb I go I go into this place of like this we're just talking this is all bullshit. Mm. And and the dark side of that is it is um hopeless and I don't I and I and I'm and I and then I betray a part of myself or an, a possibility in myself, I guess I'll say. And I feel like a lot of people probably feel that way. And then you feel like you also feel um it also feels scary to admit that because we're also in this place where there's this performance of wokeness or there's we we I can I know the the theories of what rest can do I know the theories of restorative justice can do and so I find myself sometimes performing like I know what the right answer is but deep down there is this like there's this, there's this hum of numbness in me because I just feel like, but I ain't gonna do nothing. It's 
And that erodes the trust of myself hmm. on a deeper level. Right? Like, if, if we're seeing all of this shit play out, if, if the macro is a reflection of the micro, are we all lying to ourselves? Are we all just have our, like, mini cognitive dissonance? Are we all just not really in deep relationship with ourselves? I... I'm sorry, this is very you. big things. I no, apologize. this is good. <laughs> this is really good. I'm listening to you. I am. I'm hearing you. It's making sense. It's not, I don't respond the same way as you when I hear that. I don't feel, I don't go to this. You may have a deeper relationship with your I gut. don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that. I'm thinking of. I'm trying, uh, there, I was in conversation with someone that I was just trying to Google it and I couldn't find it uh, around why certain people disassociate and why other people go towards the issue and become obsessive and that's a whole other issue, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm in relationship with my gut or my, my true gut feelings or my intuition. I don't know if it's that. I think that it's, how we respond to feeling unsafe. Mm. And that's something that you, you learn at a young age. Mm. Like some people shut off and they self-preserve and uh, I wish I could remember what they said to me about it, but oh, I hit the mic, apologies. But it made so much sense um, in relationship to you and I, and some people go towards it and get obsessive and get preachy. And then it might turn into a little bit of ego. And so I don't know if that means that I'm still truly in touch with my gut. I don't know. I truly don't. I guess I'm wondering, and I don't have any answers. I guess, you know, I love that we had that voicemail, right. And we had this invitation to go to the why and the invitation to um, pull up from the root, right? Do you agree that the root of of this cognitive cognitive dissidence, this on a on a macro level, is that in the micro level, it's because we are not in healthy relationship with ourselves that we betray ourselves at some level. You also yes. you do agree that 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 is the root that needs to be pulled up. There's not even even something even Yeah, I mean it's your gut. It's your instinct. It's your intuition. Yeah, and 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 I think there's many factors as to why we're not in touch with that. I mean, some of it is do we have space to really be in touch with it? Are we taught to be in touch with it? Are systems set up for us to be in touch with it? Is I mean, some of this is intentional. If you're really that in touch with your gut feeling, then that empowers you in a specific kind of way where you might actually do something about the absurdity in the world. So you kind of have to have that disassociation in order for the world to function in the way that it does. And for us to keep spinning in this way. And the more, that's why you have anti-woke 
campaigns, which is senseless. Like, I know that it's at the end of the day up to us. I, I wonder what it means though to be in touch with yourself. I listen to the, this is where I get frustrated in the conversation. Practically speaking, what does that look like? What is that practice? What are the different methods for folks? Like for listeners listening right now, what are the tools to really get in touch with yourself? What the fuck does that mean? I don't think it's going on a trip and, um, you know, spending money on wellness spas and shit. Like it's some other kind of work. It's this work, but like we're only skimming the surface. What does that look like? Do you, do you know? Like, do you know? Uh, the, the tools that Gabor, 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 Gabor offers <laughs> is very, very, uh, biologically based and we say this shit over and over again and i'm not mad that we say this shit over and over again because in uh in i said this before i'll say it again in hindu practice right there's the idea that you have to purify your soul and the way that you purify your soul is through chanting and so you have to show up and chant and say the same motherfucking thing every single day and each each time you recite it, you're wiping the mirror cleaner and cleaner, right? And so I felt a little bit of nervousness. I'm like, oh, we're talking about these same things. We're always ending up at the same conclusions. But I also need these reminders for myself and maybe for the listeners as well that, that all of this always leads back to the same work and practices and what he offers is that you need to listen to your body number one right what does like, that mean your body offers the the fact that a young girl that is being abused at a young age and the body rings alarms of you know um hormonal imbalance is an indication that the body keep score is going to let you when something is awry. So if we're not listening to our guts, I'll speak for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to understand this more myself because I tend to be the one that rationalizes as much as, you know, y'all think Shanti is this free spirit and shit. I <laughs> often I'm constantly rationalizing and excusing things um, of others and myself. But I would say I feel um, a lot of self-doubt. When I feel a lot of self-doubt, when I don't feel, um, when I don't feel like I, 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 I alienate myself somehow and I feel, I, I, I physically feel, um, it in my chest at a very biological level. Like, mm. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I feel it in my chest. I feel my heart palpitate. I feel when I'm being dishonest with myself or somebody else that comes up. I feel um, it's hard for me to make decisions when I'm not being honest with mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to feel what it feels like to, to really move from my gut because I'm constantly in my head all the time. Uh, I, do you? Um, uh, let me see. So I just looked up how to connect with your body. Like reconnect with it, you know me. And it's like, you know, there's a couple of bullets here. And it's like release stored tension in your body. And so that's connected to your breath. That's connected to stretching. That's like, this is like physical, actual ways to reconnect with your body. Um, Use your senses as a doorway. Taste, touch, smell, hearing, sight. I remember speaking about that maybe last year about how we don't utilize all of our senses. We're so um, fragmented in that way that we usually rely on one, like 90% of the time than the others. We're not really um, taking an inventory and, and, and fully experiencing. Try a body scan meditation. I actually used to do that before bed, which was interesting. Um, and it's difficult for me to like focus in on when you're guided and it's like, feel this part. And I remember thinking like, I can't, you know, I'm laying mm. there and bed like, I, what does it mean to feel that without like touching it or like, you know, like, okay, let me feel, you know, my pelvic floor. Okay. What, how do I do that? How do I get, and it would be that thing. How do you get out of your head, um, to do that? So that's a good practice. And and move your body freely. I will say there's something about yoga and the practice of that and that meditative state and not yoga to lose weight, yoga to truly be in your breath and reconnect with your body that might lead you back to your gut. I also think for me, in order to really be in touch with my gut, I have to be in touch with my God and faith. It's hard for me to move any kind of way without being heady as a Libra that is going to examine every possible scenario over and over and over and over again until I can really make a decision without having faith. That's for me. I wonder also um, the really getting in touch with the pain that you feel oh yeah right? like and yes. i'm not talking about like emotional pain i'm like your shoulder hurting all mm-hmm. of the time your stomach hurting all of the time these chronic things that come up in our body that we ignore that are alarms for us that mm. are that are inviting us to um pay attention and to and to explore and connect to somehow mm. us betraying ourselves. Um, yeah, that just came up to me is like, follow the pain, don't ignore, don't numb, don't hide, don't excuse or rationalize the pain that we feel. Cause I, I feel like that is a gateway to something. Yeah. Um, because I feel like we, once we start pulling that string, we we can be led to what the deeper issue is. And maybe when we start facing that or holding that, at the very least, holding that stuff and having the courage to meet it, it, it builds us up um, 
in another way. So my pain in this moment is not a direct pain. It's just this numbness that I know is not natural. This irritability that I know is not natural. And I need to like sit with um, what I'm, what I'm ignoring, what I'm running from, what I'm hiding from, what I'm performing. I think that's also another thing that's really real. Um, even if it is in service to that good shit, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's it. Sorry that this wasn't as formulaic as it, it could have no, been. No, this is it's a lot to I, take. I, there's nothing to apolo- take in. There's nothing to apologize for it. I, I just wonder what all of our guts are telling us. And it's a, and I think it is a biological, I think it's, it's a simple thing. I think there's different ways in which the gut is in, communi- in communication with us. It is like this fight or flight thing that you mentioned. Um, and then it's this other deeper um, n- way that we're being invited to pull something up from the root, so to speak. Um, and this society and the crazy way that it makes us feel and the ways that we are constantly in practice of denying and betraying ourselves and being like, yo, am I fucking crazy or is this, is this completely bizarre and absurd and so blatantly disconnected? is real. And I remember after we had that talk, somebody came up and was like, yo, I'm not crazy. The way what you guys were talking about, it makes me feel like I'm not crazy for the way I'm responding to Mm. this shit. Like, cause this is wild. It's not normal. It's, it's fucked up. Um, and I guess we all hold a little, a little bit of that in our own lives and how can we release that or how can we really address that? Like how can we even begin confronting and naming and holding these huge parties or these huge ideologies, histories accountable if like, you know, I'm walking around like, it's okay to be numb. It's okay to not feel stuff. Like, this is completely adorable. That's my own, like, Benny. I think, though, that's the thing. thing. I think that's how you get to your gut, specifically, is understanding For why me, right. you disassociate. Yeah. 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 And that's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I, I've been looking it up, trying to find whatever it was I was reading on this before that I can't find, but it's, um, we all have, our. did you freeze? Oh, of course. I'm reading this sometimes. Um, like with fight or flight, when something traumatic happens, do you freeze sometimes? Do you, or like, or if something happens, are you just like kind of stuck and just like, Whoa, I gotta take this in. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fighter. Yeah, so it's it's like the freeze response is what makes the body and mind immobile. You might feel paralyzed or unable to move or unwilling to move. This response is most often linked to disassociation. 
disassociation in humans is like when animals freeze when they're in danger. The fawn response, so you got freeze and fawn. The fawn response is where you try to please or win over the source of the threat to prevent it from causing you harm. That's me. You're freeze, I'm fawn. And getting to the root of why we do that is what is going, I think, is going to connect us to our true gut and um, what is it called? Intuition and true feelings about things. Because right now we're coping instead of being, in, instead of feeling the thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we still got that defense up, which is natural, but it's very interesting. I think for me, that's how I think we get to it. How everyone listening to this gets to it is like first observing the response. Oh, I the see. The initial it. response yeah. and then understanding the why. You talked about feel the pain, but it's also like in order to, co- like, we got to feel the pain and understand the pain of what's causing that cope, what that's connected to. Annoying. I mean, I, I, you know, I think we all, I think I know my source, but I think, I think what, to your point, I, I, I know my source. I know my symptom right now, which is mm. to go numb. But now I have to connect it to my, everyday relationships and activities right because that is the work right it but how is, do you do that without ingrained in everything that i do yes but how do way. you do that without therapy or without <laughs> you're so annoying without you might know the source but you might not have the tools to to stop coping like that so you're like, oh, I'm observing this thing that I do and I see that I do it in all the, uh, in so many aspects of my life. I need to observe that thing and, and like seemingly kind of almost judge it a little bit instead of like, oh, there's this thing that I do. I think I know the source. What are the tools to reassure myself so that I don't have to cope in this way? Reassure. So that- Interesting word you just said. Well, it's coping. So there's some insecurity, there's some hurt, there's some insecurity, mm. there's something that, that needs to be healed and be hugged assured. up. But I think I we're skipping the healed word. and hugged up portion and going directly to the observance and then we're judging ourselves for it. But it's like, well, I don't have the tools in my tool belt to do to heal this part. This like the little baby Shanti that still feels like she has to go numb. That there's mm. no other, that nothing matters. Oh, can't, if it, if nothing matters, then it doesn't hurt. If nothing matters, then I have no responsibility to it. This is just the ways mm. of the world. Mm. If nothing matters, then they don't really mean to do this to me. It's it's just the absurdity of life. Yes. So I'm like, like Oprah. I don't need to go to therapy. You helping me right now. No, okay. Girl, <laughs> I'm, I'm a mess. Interesting. Child. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. so often we're like, we're going to observe this thing about me. I'm going to keep writing these writing. That's things. the start, these, though. Don't No, don't, of course. Of yeah, course. That's the start. That's the start. But we can't. I want us to move away from just doing that and judging ourselves for it. It's like, all right, well, I know it. And now it's time to, like, have some tools to, like, tools to move work past on it. it. Right. Yeah. To actually because now I'm observing yeah. it in all these different aspects of my life. 
But mm. now I'm just observing it. I still mm. don't know how to change it. It's still mm. my way of being. How do I mm-hmm. shift that? So that's why I'm always like, how the fuck do I do it? I'm tired of knowing about it. <laughs> I know myself a little too much. And the more work we do that, the that way, the more we'll uncover, I think. And so what's your, what is your motherfucking hypothesis? The therapist? Or what? No, you cannot. You edging. <laughs> that I'm edging. is worse than not having an orgasm. <laughs> what you mean? Like, what edging the fuck? is beautiful. Try it no, sometime, queen. Excuse me. I would I'm really buzzing. like... I, I really, don't have a fake. I don't. I ain't no therapist. What's your hypothesis? Uh, for what? For you? For me? For what? For, for uh, me is you, and you is me. <laughs> I, my thing is different. Is not that different. It's just you know. My hypothesis is that whatever way we can get the tools is the way we gotta go. I don't. I can't give you those tools. Get Maybe tools. what I just said will help. What reassurance do tool. you need? Reassurance. That's an interesting word. I'm gonna what do you down. need? Hmm. To 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 feel steady and no, not have to cope. Steady. It's not steady. It's to feel activated. What's the opposite of numb? Activated. But you're but you're not getting it. There's a you're you want to fix the numbness. What I'm telling you is you need to fix the reason why you're going numb. You're not going numb because you're not activated. You're going numb because there's something you gotta heal. The numbness is a symptom of something else. That's the coping mechanism. There's something you have to heal. I don't like the word heal. You just don't like it because everybody uses that, which <laughs> no. is why I said reassure. That's why. Uh, okay, that's words a better word because like heal because it, like what the fuck does that mean? And and it feels like an ending. It feels like this is gonna be a lifelong. No, I, I'm we all know that healing is not is not okay, linear. Good. That we're always revisiting right. shit. God, I hate that word. All right, well, okay. I'll I like- a reassure, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> you get on my nerves. Complicated. But there's something. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we coping this way? The coping what is, is a the symptom. Hurt? What is the root that you need to pull? How there many roots are there, Shati? What it, is it? A dandelion? <laughs> you just, that's it. What's the root what that you got to pull up? What is the root for me? Because the coping you're producing, is producing. Yeah. You're yeah. Pr- the fragrance that you're producing. I'm Girl. trying to connect this to a plant. Okay, let's go. The root. Wait a minute. Trying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's gonna help me. Malcolm X and all of the great orators, spiritualists of our generation have been able to connect it to imagery. Happy Black it- History Month. I can't do it. I'm gonna think about yes, it. Yes, you can. Come on, we can do it together. All right. The root. You- root. Okay. Is the hurt? Is the original hurt? Is the right? wound. The root is, is the, the wound. wound. So you're okay. you're uprooting the wound. What the flower that it's producing. Wait, you can't up oh. you you ain't plant nothing yet to Excuse produce me. a flower. You what? just uprooted something and you got a flower. No, I ain't up doing nothing. My shit is blooming all over the place. And it, No and girl, the bloom is the healing. So you up you uproot the wound. <laughs> so the plant is dying. You gotta what? uproot you the dying a- plant. <laughs> no, watch me work. <laughs> I, that is not where I'm going, but go ahead. But that's where I'm going. The plant is dying. The, the, the dying plant is the wound. That's what you have to uproot. That's what the I have to The flower that's dying is it the wound. It ain't no fucking flower yet. You get on my nerves. Stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sad plant. This is a sad plant. And that's we're, the wound, right? And every time. And, and you, got, you know what? You got a sad plant in a wonderful garden. 
And for you, you like, I'm going to ignore that, sound pl- that, that sad plant because the rest of my garden is like chilling a little bit. So I'm going to disassociate and avoid that joint. And it doesn't exist. Numb to it. But now you like, hold up. I keep going back to this sad plant because it's, it's fucking up the looks of my garden. The look and feel Feng of my Shui garden is, is fucked off. up. Feng Shui is off. So now you walk over, you're like, all right, sad plant. There's a reason why I've been avoiding you and going numb, okay? I'm no longer interested in doing that. I want to know why I'm going numb. So I'm going to uproot sad plant. I'm going to observe sad plant, my wound, right? And then I'm going to find some tools to start planting new methods of coping instead of avoidance and disassociation. So now you're dropping in some fresh soil. You're dropping in some new seeds. You're dropping in maybe a little fertilizer. These are all the new tools that you have of understanding what that wound is. The more you look at the wound, the more you figure out what it is, how it's still impacting you, what those triggers are. You just planting little seeds. And then all of a sudden, a new plant starts to grow and that's your flower. And you're coping it's not the mechanism is no longer possibly disassociation. Now it's, oh, I know when I want to disassociate, but I know that that flower is there because I've had the tools to see that flower and I can navigate it better. Sorry, there's no fragrance, but the flower smells good. <laughs> the flower smells good, girl. All right. I had a different type of imagery, but that you ain't works. even like that. I and, did. And I really did well with that. I thought I, you did. I just love how buried we are because i had a completely different what she was finna say i don't want to go into it because they they i don't want to confuse the listeners (laughs) and make them upset you was about to be like yeah you get your almond oil Uh, no you muddle it you about to go in does that make sense though for real dead ass Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't feel like doing this kind of heavy work next week yeah, we, we well, let's just have a key. key. This, but the, now is the time. All we I have know. is Ugh. the the universe. Whatever you want to call it is everywhere you go is an invitation in. There is no escaping this invitation in. Even when we try to act a fool and put it all direct out, it's a goddamn reflection of what's going on in words. Isn't that just miraculous? isn't god good all the time just wants you to 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 grow and be the best expression expression of yourself wants you to feel all of the possibilities of this existence beyond just being hurt and acting out grow up oh Mm. my god well, Damn, week, I got so much work to do. I just realized that on January do, 26, girl. 2024, 1204. It's, first of all, what'd you say? What's, what date is it? It's the 26th. Yeah, you better pay that car note, girl. First of all, my bills are on auto pay, oh, boo-boo. God. Watch me work. Here she go. My all bill. right, well, <laughs> I might need to take a longer hiatus. That's what I'm saying. It's tricky to try to do this work while you working, huh? Oh, God, I have a new Esther Perel. I got the second one came. Maybe we'll do this next week and cry. The person who 
the person who had the meanest things to say about me is damn you're not even listening to what i'm saying i i need we need to i need to deepen my cognitive dissonance a little bit the the, the lulu was lit (laughs) i want to stay on the the lulu side i don't want to see the light you just did all we just talked this whole time for you to say you want to stay with the the lulu i gotta go god is like y'all getting on my nerves now (laughs) poor god (laughs) not poor god shanti i'm done I, I don't have everything it. it's late. you want to stay doing what you do. Lord, give me the strength to change the things that I can. <sighs> Good job by you. Wow. All right. Well, um, <laughs> thanks, Internet. Good work by thanks, us. You really helped me on this one. Did I? I? Say that, yeah, this is some real stuff that at least from this oh my god it's community over here i i believe everything joelle said wait can i tell you what somebody if just you, tagged this in on twitter what it said antoinette please read this with the exclamation point what guess it's an article guess what the name of the article is what suicide in the menstrual cycle what do these people think of me no, oh god talking about the um oh was that for you or for it was for me I'm telling you, the body keeps score. Wow. All right. I'm you know tired. How? Maybe I'm about to get my period. Oh, that's what it, this can't be reality. It might no, just be my period. Shanti, you get yours after me. I just got mine. You're absolutely about to get it. You're in the Delulu. I'm in where the veil is thin and reality is blatant. <laughs> that's that's where I like to call Delulu when I'm really feeling how I feel. I'm like, this is delusional right now. <laughs> the fuck is going on? <laughs> what? I'm sad. No, something's wrong. Oh, my period. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just got mine, so you're you're a coming. You're after me, right? Oh no, girl. All right, well. Sorry, y'all. We're going to brighten it up. But also, I think the spirit wants us to talk about this. <laughs> I can't deny it. If somehow that feels racist. I don't know why. <laughs> it does. It's tricky of to who? me. You. You feel racist when you do that. Because I want to be a black preacher? Is that your black preacher? It sounded like the KFC man. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Wait a minute. That is weird. It sounded like Colonel that Sanders. revealed your racism, not by. Uh-oh. Colonel Sanders white. Let's get tricky. Let's go. You can't be racist towards white people, Anthony. I didn't think you were being racist towards white people. Colonel Sanders, does he talk like this? I think he does. White people that talk country is a kink of mine, girl. I could watch him all day. I love to hear it. Do you just want to stay on the phone with me? We can get stop recording. No, I'm done with you. I actually need to go <laughs> cry myself to sleep. And... All right, well, bye then. <laughs> Rude. This was a weird episode. Thank you all so much for being here. And um... happy Black History, Mom. <laughs> First one in. You can tell me didn't remember. <laughs> Are you going to say peace to the guys older peace than them? To, see, I resist all compulsive, compulsive. That's not compulsive. Re- competitive. It's repetitive. not competitive. <laughs> you said that that's how we we're going to end the episodes and then you don't Every do it. Every episode? 
Yeah, it's like how we get off. It's like our new call it card. We're going to have shirts to say peace to the gods older than new. Next drop. She done figured it out and figured out how to monetize it. My <laughs> nigga. Peace to the gods. <laughs> older than new, bitch. <laughs> you have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.